0: Welcome to Professor Dave Debates.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Professor Dave Debates. Today's topic is going to be climate change. This is something that's been in the news quite a bit, whether you live near me in California, which seems to be getting burnt to a crisp at the moment, uh, or somewhere else in the world that's ravaged by all these hurricanes and typhoons and monsoons and so forth. If you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're probably a science enthusiast, so you may already be on the climate change bandwagon. But even if so, I think it's important not to just say, climate change because science says so it's important to maybe know a little bit about some of the talking points and and some of the data and some of the the, the concrete reasons why we uh, feel very strongly about climate change and uh, and its its causes so um, that's what we're going to do today I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here and uh, in, in prodding our guest along and speaking of which our guest today is Brandon McDonald. He has a PhD in evolutionary biology from UCLA, where he studied phenotypic plasticity in oak trees, uh, which correlates with climate change, and uh, is currently a biology professor at Chaffee College. So uh, he's going to be telling us a little bit about uh, exactly how we know that climate change is occurring and what the causes are. And our moderator today is comedian and actor Byron Bowers, who you can see on The Shy on Showtime, as well as This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central, and also doing stand-up in, uh, well, pretty much everywhere. Once again, our sponsor is Audible.com, so if there's some book you've been dying to not read but actually hear, uh, then go ahead and go to audibletrial.com slash Professor Dave. And so with that, let's go ahead and join Brandon and Byron and myself talking about climate
2: change. Yo, what's going on? This is environment bowers and we are here today to discuss climate change you know people say that the the earth is uh, about to die i don't think so but who knows it's not about me we got two special guests that's gonna uh talk about these these things and maybe i can get a better perspective on what's going on
1: yeah so uh for for, for this one i'm gonna be going con uh climate change uh obviously this is not my my you know my actual position but uh, i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one, and and for what I think is a pretty important reason, I think conservatives and liberals both um, kind of have their agenda, and uh, liberals tend to be on the side of climate change is going to kill us, big pharma is going to kill us, GMOs are going to kill us, but many people just sort of are bandwagon about these things and don't really have all the information, so I think it's important to not be dogmatic, but actually know all the facts, so I guess uh, my position, my question is, Uh, How, how do we know? How do we know that this is happening? And uh, so your response obviously can be your opening statement. And so let's turn it over to Brandon.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's a a mountain of scientific uh, evidence, which has pointed us to the conclusion that, you know, beyond a reasonable doubt, climate change is occurring and it is caused by humans. I mean, we have, uh, quite good climate records that we can take back um, for a very long period of time, uh, which have shown that, yeah, the climate has changed uh, throughout the Earth's history, and, and, and we know that based on evidence from like, things such as like, um, the samples from ice cores in Antarctica, but uh, what we're seeing now is, is a pretty pretty radical departure from what we've seen in the Earth's history before.
1: Um, when you say ice cores, what to extrapolate on that? What what is the exact data you're looking at?
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So glaciers are are really interesting in in places like Antarctica, where the ice doesn't melt. You end up getting the snowfall from each year building up um, like the la- like the rings of a tree. So you can go down, you can count back the years, uh, snowfall, um, and and look at uh, the ice that fell in that year so so this record goes back hundreds of thousands of years um and just to kind of put that in perspective we came out of the last ice age um i can't remember the exactly how long ago but it's on the order of tens of thousands of years so this record shows us records going back of of a number of ice ages and so like cyclical uh climatic patterns on that kind of scale
2: like what kind of records like how who's recording this okay yeah yeah (laughs) So, do we go back to Lucy, the little monkey, or do we go like (laughs) caveman chiseling this shit in caves? We're we're going
0: like way further back than to a time when humans didn't even hadn't even evolved yet uh, on the Earth. So what we're looking at is is gas that is trapped in the ice, um, in the years. So when the ice freezes, there's air bubbles that get caught in the ice, and so we have like
1: samples of the atmosphere so we 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 get from that the the composition of the atmosphere the percentages how much co2 how much nitrogen oxygen etc yeah different that's interesting
0: so it gives us a few things it gives us you know the how much carbon dioxide was in the atmosphere at that time we can also tell based on the isotope ratio in the water in the actual ice Um, so these you find different ratios of carbon isotopes in the water um, and and that is directly dependent on the the global temperature uh, during that year so that through that
1: um, how how does that dependency work so you're saying more like deuterium like heavy water so like instead of mm -hmm. the oxygen or no sorry instead of the hydrogens being one they're they're two it's a different one different hydrogen we've got another we've got a neutron in there how does that relate to temperature
0: yeah. So, okay. So first of all, I should point out, I'm not a climate scientist. Mm-hmm. I am an evolutionary biologist. Okay. So this is... We won't grill really, you yeah, quite uh, yeah. as much. <laughs> I can say that uh, it, it has to do with, um, at different temperatures, you you have in, in the oceans these uh, variety, a variety of, of different carbon isotopes, and they can kind of stratify differently depending on the global temperature. So um, in cold years, you'll get like different isotope ratios floating to the surface of the ocean. And, and those are ones that... Oh, so
1: it's like a by mass type thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like a density issue. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then the ones near the surface, that's what's going to be evaporating into clouds and eventually falling onto glaciers. Uh,
1: okay. So uh, before kind of you know, uh, grilling you on some of the the common uh, climate change skeptics talking points. Uh, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to talk about your specific uh, uh, research. When you were uh, explaining this to me, you mentioned a word called phenoplasticity, and I had never heard of this. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear more about it.
0: Phenotypic plasticity. So um, my my research deals with, uh, you know, how... um, the, the biological consequences of climate change. So phenotypic plasticity is like the idea that, you know, while an individual, while one individual can't like change their DNA, they can t- still change the traits which they express. So, you know, an obvious example of this that, well, that an example that we're all familiar with is like, you go in, you, you suntan, And your DNA, you're turning off genes that code for lighter colored pigments and you're turning on genes that code for darker colored pigments. And that is triggered by like exposure to sun. So, you know, your DNA is is almost like a mixing board where you're like turning up these genes that are coding for like darker colored pigments and you're turning down genes Mm -hmm. that code for lighter colored pigments and then it's resulting in like a different...
1: Or like Treat. how some people, when they're a kid, they have a certain color hair, and then later it's a different color or something like that? Is that an example of um, phenoplasticity?
0: Yeah. It, yeah, it could be. Um, you know, your hair can change color in response
2: to the environment that you're in. But um, it has to be a change. Like, if your mm-hmm. grandfather' hair changed colors, then... Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, so you mean like it's almost you have the trait of, ch- of changing color hair or
2: something? No, it's like basically like it, you have to, something has to trigger the hair to change uh-huh. that uh, wasn't genetic. Mm-hmm. Like some people yeah. have fa- family, hair just changed color, you know, throughout, you know, like some dogs sheds hair, grow hair in the winter and shed it in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the summer. But basically what he's saying is something would trigger it to where the dog becomes a hairless dog mm-hmm. forever <laughs> you know what i
0: mean yeah yeah yeah
2: so phenotypic plasticity
0: would suggest yeah that there's something triggering it something in the environment yeah. that's like triggering okay. the change like
2: they start killing dogs with hair then this dog just uh, like a little evolves bit evolves into like natural a natural hairless dog a little bit
1: know? of artificial selection <laughs> for the for the hairless dog <laughs>
0: yeah so so My research, I do research on oaks, oak trees. So this is like a a species where like an individual can live for like 400 years. Mm -hmm. So those individuals like can't change their genetics. So they can't, they can't really evolve in a meaningful way in response to climate change, at least in the short term.
1: Right. Or at all, technically, if we're talking about yeah, evolution or, in the true, truest sense.
0: Yeah. A, an individual can't evolve at all. Right. Um, a population can will evolve very, very slowly because it's mm-hmm. so long lived and yeah. they require like, you know, those.
1: So, so basically by looking at one living organism that lives for a very long time, you can say, here are some changes we're seeing. This is not uh, this is not evolution per se. We're looking at this yeah. phenoplasticity. Yeah, the yeah, changes phenotypic and, plasticity. Okay.
0: Yeah, and and so so what what I want to know is like you know species like oak trees and like other tree species as well, like these long-lived species, are they going to be able to like deal with climate change? Um, you know, other species maybe like have some advantages in responding to climate change if they can evolve quickly, mm-hmm. but like something like an oak. It's going to be harder for it to...
1: So like uh, like a species that has an average lifetime of like a week, like some kind of fly or something. Yeah. Maybe they're going to be all right because then, you know, natural selection will prevail. Yeah. But these trees, which we need, of course, yeah, it's not going to go so well.
0: Yeah, perhaps. And especially, you know, the other thing about trees is that like they can't move like very easily, whereas <laughs> like other... Other species might just be able to, like, it's getting hot, we'll go north where it's cooler. Um, trees can't really do that in the same way. So, you know, they can't move, they not can't evolve. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, not yet. Until we get, like, the Lord of the Rings right, type, that, like. The or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's coming <laughs> soon. Yeah. So what are some of the results that you're finding?
2: Remember Hiroshima? After that bomb got dropped, the yeah. trees started growing sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Three-eyed fish. Was that an the... example of... Uh... Phenotypic plasticity? Yeah,
0: so that's actually an interesting question. I wonder if it, if it is, because I know that like um, radiation can damage uh, your DNA. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it is kind of like changing your DNA, which isn't normally like what we think about as phenotypic plasticity.
1: So but, I guess just to clarify, then maybe what you're saying is that it's the, 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 the DNA is not changed. It's yeah. just one allele is being expressed instead of the other or something like that. or.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it has to do with gene expression. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your genes aren't changing the way that those genes are expressed is, is changing. Got it.
1: So, uh, is this kind of research like predicated on, on the, f- on, on the idea that climate change is happening? And then you are uh, sort of looking at the ramifications of that on, on this particular organism.
0: Yeah. So I guess we're starting, um, in this research, we're starting with the assumption that climate change is mm-hmm. happening.
1: I guess that leads me to a question because, you know, in sort of looking at some of these talking points, uh, for for conservatives uh they're they're they they're dubious of the claim that 97 percent of of climatologists or you know scientists that would know about this kind of thing uh agree so i guess mm. you being in the field what do you think about that statistic is that accurate is it 97 percent is it more or is it less
0: yeah i mean i haven't looked at or analyzed that data but i mean it it seems totally reasonable to me i've you know I've met a lot of scientists, more than 100, and I haven't met any that don't think that climate change isn't happening. Not a one. No rogues. So from my personal sample, uh, so far I'm like zero out of however many Mm -hmm. uh,
1: scientists I've met and talked to. I guess if if we were to take anecdotal evidence as as something important, then that would be... And it's, you know,
0: (laughs) not a random sample. Maybe like scientists in LA are different than scientists other places. I
1: don't know. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Hard to say. That's a good premise. Which one? But scientists in LA are different it's than scientists everywhere
1: else. Perhaps they are. May, yeah. One, because they get
2: high, so that technically <laughs> throws the climate change out, a, of the, out of the window, that's right? That's a good study to if do. If you're on mushrooms, like, is it a climate change, really, or are you in the new dimension?
1: I would like to see uh, a, a plot of the, <laughs> oh, boom. the uh, drug use of scientists by region.
2: Yeah. Now, now old trees could talk. <laughs> now they can. like get. Yeah, if you not trees could talk. That's your perception, anyway. <laughs> they say, like, yeah, when I was when I was a little boy, 600 years ago, things were different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and I I think that you know at least some of the scientists there there is some science that is being funded by, you know, isis. Fo- oh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> by fossil fuel companies and. Um, other other entities that have an interest in um, and scientists I, saying that
1: do those leak through to the to the to the to the literature and and do we see those papers?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean
1: that it gets published, and I mean and how do we trace this special interest? How do we look at a paper and go, hey, no, 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 this is no good? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, most scientific journals, at least like any reputable one, will require you to state where your funding comes from, uh-huh. so you can like it's it's uh clearly it's readily accessible information as long as you look for it. I mean I guess the thing is where where you run into problems is like people just like taking these papers and then, you know, like a reporter, a news reporter just like saying, Oh, this scientist found this, but then they're not probably just not gonna mention who funded that research maybe
2: or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So any uh you think any terrorists fund any environmental uh stuff? <laughs>
1: I would wonder what their what their motives would be if we can't get them. Just because they
2: made so much, you know. Once you make a lot of money, you start you become a philanthropist. So maybe like after they, you know, pillaged, robbed, and raped, mm-hmm. they start having like a slight change of heart. They was like, we hate this group of people, but this environment, you know, the whales are dying. Right <laughs> We gotta save these whales We gotta Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause that's why good. would you Why would you want to provide A better world For your group of people If the world ain't gonna be here Who are yeah, you gonna pillage If it's are yeah.
0: all gone You need somebody to Maybe pillage. this is something That can bring like Us and the terrorists together
2: That would <laughs> Maybe somebody should go With them and like Yo Why y'all thinking about this Yeah Well Where do you think Your metal come from to use to behead people mm-hmm. The earth Yeah yeah. Have
0: you heard of um, ELF The Environmental Liberation Front Mhm. This is like an example of an environmental terrorist organization that, like, I think they blew up, like, the headquarters of a logging company in Oregon um, <laughs> and did some other things. Um, no, that's funny. Possibly yeah. not the most effective use.
2: No, I mean. Definitely no minorities yeah. in that group. Yeah. Just a lot of
0: lumberjacks. <laughs> so This is
2: interesting. Though. I'm going to look them up.
0: Yeah, yeah there's a documentary um, about them that's pretty good. I can't remember what it's called though. Yeah.
1: Now, so just a few more points about climate change because I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people, why would somebody be listening to this? They may either genuinely want to know, or 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 they want to want to be able to combat these talking points, these conservative talking points. Mm. And so, just like, for example. If we're thinking, when we're talking about climate change and, 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 and the specific numbers that we're describing, and we're talking about a, a change in temperature of 1, 1. 1.5, 2 degrees, yeah. I think a lot of people are incredulous as to how that could really generate such mm. a, a catastrophic change. So how how can that be the case? Well, I mean, the th- something
0: I like to mention to people is that during the last ice age, the global average temperature was about five degrees less mm-hmm. than it was at about you know like mid 20th century level. If we if we consider that a benchmark, mm-hmm. then the global average temperature during the height of the last ice age was five degrees cooler. That's the difference between like, you know, a city like Chicago being the way it is now or being like at a mile under ice. So if five degrees colder can have that large of an impact. degrees warmer that's a lot Mm -hmm. and and the important thing to recognize is that like um it's it's going to get warmer if we stopped burning fossil fuels today the earth would continue to warm into the future so we have not yet fully realized the impacts of what we've already done that's not even taking into account the uh fossil fuels which we have yet to burn so we're looking at, you know, a much larger—realistically, we're looking at a much larger uh, warming than just 1.5 degrees. Um, so, so y- y- you know, th- there will be a big effect.
2: So you're basically saying that the universe froze those fossil fuels for a reason. They put them on the ground and kept them on lock for a reason. Because they were da- da- damaging to the earth, and then humans being who we are, dug them up. <laughs> And it was like f you universe yeah
1: <laughs> we're going against earth's agenda
0: yeah that's interesting but that, yeah i don't know if i would put it that way i would yeah it's, it's interesting when you think about like well if it was for a reason or not um
2: well nature we know nature from my understanding nature doesn't produce any trash yeah everything nature disposes of it uses in a way
0: well yeah, that's for the most part, you know, what I mean? that, that's interesting, but it's kind of like it's what what came first Did we not produce the trash or did did, you know, through processes like um, natural selection, did we figure out did did was there a way that was found to kind of like deal with that trash? I mean, um, so, you know, if if the world was. And I, I wonder if this is where some of like the criticism come from. If the world had always been five degrees warmer than it is now, um, and it had been like that for ent- the entire Earth's history, we would sp- probably have a very rich biodiversity uh, on this planet and it, and it wouldn't be a problem. But the difference, the, the problem comes when like the change happens quickly because we're not, biology is not adapted To that environment it's adapted to an environment that we're moving away from Mm -hmm. which is where we run into problems so it's just like yeah the earth doesn't produce trash um or you know things have evolved to be able to like live with that trash either not mine either like not mine that it exists or to or like um to use it in some way so a great example is like when the first photosynthesizers started photosynthesizing on the earth like, oxygen mm-hmm. was yeah.
1: trash. Like, there was nothing had a use for oxygen. Right. And then aerobic metabolism evolves, and now pe- there are things... Yeah. That are re- yeah. And now we need oxygen. It's one one yeah. one organism's trash is another organism's treasure. So, yeah, or you can make it that way. I one. mean, like, yeah. cow, you know, cow manure or something like that. It's literally what the cow says, we don't want this, get rid of it. And then bugs are going to find, you know, some kind of organic nutrients in there, so it's just sort of the, the miracle of nature to sort of, here is some stuff and then something will find a way to, well, to use that. When we drop
2: plastic in the ocean and it get wrapped around like a seal's neck, the seal has a necklace on it. Yeah. (laughs) And now it can mate. You know what I mean? Right, we have aquatic fashion.
0: (laughs) It's true. Like, actually, there's some birds that use uh, trash to, like, decorate their nests and things. Mm -hmm. And attract um, mates. So, yeah, yeah, there's examples of stuff like that. So, it's
2: basically nature's fault for not finding a more efficient and faster use of all trash. Yeah. We pump, we cranking it out. You know what I mean? That's true. We're cranking, cranking them out that. like iPhones. It's up to the universe to sell them and market these things to, to yeah. nature,
1: right? Actually, yeah. No, we, we can't even see. So, uh, yeah, organisms that live for a few years aren't going to be able to evolve to consume things like plastics. But I think, uh, and I may be wrong about this, but there we've been able to, to view evolution on, like this, on the scale of microbes such that some kind of bacteria uh, evolved the capacity to metabolize was it plastic or teflon you know yeah
0: was, i think i heard about this yeah. we've actually
1: done this we've actually witnessed evolution on that scale where this man-made material this this bacterial culture or something evolved the capacity to to eat this man-made stuff so yeah that's the cool thing about bacteria that live you know that that that, you know, divide and and reproduce so quickly is we can actually see evolution happening Uh because it's so fast, you know.
0: And, and, you know, that's kind of like in a way that's encouraging. And maybe, you know, you might think like, well, maybe way in the future we'll have like all these organisms on the planet, like all these animals that can like eat plastic. And Mm -hmm. maybe it starts with the microbe there. And like that might be true. And like that could
1: happen. Perhaps over millions of years. Over if, millions if we're of years. At. But what if yeah. Earth
2: has a life like we do, which means it was born to die, just like
1: oh, it's
0: definitely going to die. I mean, the sun's <laughs> you know got to I mean? explode at some point, right? right. Yeah. Like, I guess it w- it has to happen eventually. But yeah. we've
1: got about five billion years, so we'd like to you know keep things going pretty well yeah. for for those five billion years. That's that's a lot of time to waste. Yeah, by yeah, that's screwing true. things up.
0: I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that humans will die before the Earth does. It seems to me. Maybe I'm a pessimist. Well,
2: it, I, some people might say but maybe we need something to, other to kill all the robots that's going to take over. That's true, <laughs> and yeah. that's what the sun comes in. It's a valid concern. Yeah, and that's absolutely. The universe getting rid of trash. I mean, to be honest,
1: <laughs> I think we're at a really crucial time in humanity. If humans can survive the next, say, 1,000 years. I don't really see any reason why we couldn't then survive for billions of years more. You know what I mean? We're kind of at that crucial point where it's like we're yeah. going to make it or we're not, and we're not really sure exactly what's going to happen.
2: Maybe, but although like we got to ask the monkeys. They've been here longer than us. <laughs> that's true. They well, know that, like,
1: we should team up. Well, we send them yeah. into space,
0: or we could. <laughs> um, unless like some other crazy problem turns up that we would never even saw coming like know? aliens yeah like
1: aliens well maybe yeah. we get two, two thousand years from now
2: that could change the dna yeah
1: alien human hybrids or <laughs> yeah yeah or who knows the who knows the genetic rules about that maybe. although i did i did <laughs> see did you guys see all the well prometheus sucked but the new alien movie was oh uh, yeah i saw that yeah. yeah that was I cool was great.
2: yeah it uh, was something weird about it though
1: it's very weird some <laughs> yeah. something
2: like the mother computer uh-huh. didn't recognize that the old robot wasn't the new robot oh. and all those weird things that i was like hold on oh wait a yeah minute.
1: i didn't think about I that i didn't even notice that and that's vague enough to not be a spoiler so we don't have to worry yeah. too much about that. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: movie frustrated me it. though to be honest with mm-hmm. you like it, in a way it was cool but like i spent so
1: much that movie just going like
0: "Ah, oh, they're so dumb like why are they doing this
1: well, yeah, the whole the whole premise of the movie, even going to this yeah, place. It was, it was insane. It's like, just yeah. go to where you're going to go live. Yeah, come, just on. Go there. come on. Sometimes when
2: you got in charge of 2,000 lives, you could be irresponsible. You can be, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, when you're in charge of a country, <laughs> you do the same thing. It that's, depends yeah. on who's in charge at the time. Yeah, so yeah, risks. that's true. And that can change. Think about it. Speaking of DNA, the DNA of our uh Political culture changed, in a way, you know? Yeah. Now we got a president, and I'm not shitting on presidents or nothing because I'm just a middleman, but you got a president who's never been in politics before, for the most part. Yeah. Ain't that amazing?
1: No, for for the most, for, for, totally hasn't ever been in politics, not even for the most
2: part. He tweeted about it. Does that count? But, hey, even, <laughs> even Reagan had to start yeah. somewhere, right? So yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, getting back here to this, uh, so it seems like we have uh, outlined enough uh, evidence to, to firmly believe that the, that the temperature is rising, certainly. That seems to be pretty undeniable. Mm-hmm. And then, so I guess that leads us to the next talking point that a lot of conservatives like to bring up, is how do we know it's humans? Because first of all, uh, if we're acknowledging that CO2 is such a trace gas in the atmosphere, it makes up less than 1% of the atmosphere, mm-hmm. it seems like uh, making a little more... You know, what does it matter? And and like you said, there's ice ages and climate changes all the time. So temperature is rising. How do we know it's us? And therefore, why should we stop uh, with our carbon emissions?
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, it's we, we have estimates of how much fossil fuels we've taken out of the ground. Mm-hmm. We could debate like the accuracy of those estimates. And then we have like pretty good ideas of, you know, how much CO2 you know, burning, let's say, a gallon of gasoline Mm -hmm. releases. The actual
1: tonnage, the actual, this is how much we make.
0: So we have like a pretty good, you know, pretty good, I'll put in air air quotes, you know, there's, but we, we, we have, you know, fairly good estimates of like how much CO2 we've put into the atmosphere and we can measure the concentration of CO2 in our atmosphere. We know that it has gone up over the past, since we started measuring CO2 in the atmosphere, which I don't know exactly when that was, but sometime mm-hmm. in the middle of the 20th century, we know that we've put this much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. So we know that that CO2 came from us, although CO, there are other sources of CO2, like volcanoes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and you know, it, there, we can get into like a lot of complexities because you know, it, that will change with, you know, like cutting down a tree. The tree will decompose, and as it decomposes, that will release CO2 in the atmosphere as well. And then, you know, you add on top of that that, like, CO2 is not the only greenhouse gas that we have to think about. There's also, you know, methane's an important one, and there's a, a lot of other ones as well, which are less important. But, so yeah, so it, it does get complex. But we have good estimates of how much CO2 we put in the atmosphere. We, we know... The effect that CO2 has on warming, from a empirima- a empirical experimental evidence of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, and then you know, you can kind of always point to, you know, sort of like there's there's uncertainties here and there's uncertainties there, and that's true, and you know, our estimates will never be perfect, but um, it's the, by far like not even close to being the most convincing explanation of warming that we have. And uh, there's not really any other explanation that I've ever come across, which Mm -hmm. holds, you know, much clout.
1: In other words, looking at CO2 levels and and comparing them to temperature and putting in the data of how much CO2 that we have made and seeing the levels spike, uh, it just seems like it could not be a natural process. It's just clearly exponential, starting with the industrial mm-hmm. revolution, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've seen, you know, going back to, to ice core samples, you know, we have records of like CO2 in the atmosphere, and we've seen that like throughout the Earth's history, global temperature has correlated with CO2 in, in the atmosphere. Uh, we've, we have also, you know, we, we, we understand the mechanisms of how it works. We understand why co2 makes our atmosphere warmer
1: Uh, same thing we can make a a greenhouse and that's why it works yeah exactly
0: carbon dioxide reflects heat waves back down to the earth mm -hmm. it it trap we we know that indisputable indisputable we've shown that so if we know that and we know we've put more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere it's it, it logically follows right yeah
2: I don't know, man. These <laughs> records and these all sound like hoopla. Yeah. You <laughs> is
1: there is there a political bias going on in the in the scientific community?
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I I mean, most climate scientists are probably more left wing, mm-hmm. and I've kind of always chalked that up to. Uh, You know, it's because like the left wing is the side that has kind of like sided with scientists that there's that they're kind of going like yeah, we should take action on climate change Mm -hmm. and Climatologists are saying the same thing. So that kind of makes sense to me Mm -hmm. Um, but Whether one follows the other or
1: I guess I wonder what we can do to convince those that are concerned that there's some kind of big science conspiracy Mm. going on and that every scientist is sort of just going how can i fool everyone with my data you know because i think that the more you understand about science and the scientific community the more you see that science is kind of the only thing that that simply cannot be that way we can have paranoia about government and probably should and we can have paranoia about industry and probably should but science is this thing that uh it only functions if it's true you know what I mean you unless
2: can't... those organizations get their hand in and...
1: and that's valid concern right who's funding it as we were talking about yeah mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah it yeah I mean for there to be a conspiracy I think um, it, like immediately my reaction is for like for to say that like scientists as could act like as one unit exactly is yeah. is a little absurd it's, like yeah. it's not like there's, just One an room, organization yeah. of scientists
1: somewhere that we like we had the big science meeting today, and we all agreed that we're gonna lie about climate change. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like saying. Um, do the scientists who, who do climate change get along with the scientists who create weapons of mass destruction? Ooh, <laughs> do y'all hang out like and play <laughs> pool and video games? And um, I think the, they would be
0: in different departments,
1: so probably they don't yeah, interact we've got as physics much over here. And we've got. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah, they, they never stop by
2: and be like, here. "Hey, what y'all working on?" Oh. Ping pong. Nothing. Uh, Go away. Oak oak trees? Oh, cool. Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, we blow stuff up. Yeah, we just built a... We just built a... uh, We just made water dirty in one state, in one one town. It's going to wipe out thousands of people. See you at the... Basketball game. But, but I guess right. so that, <laughs> there is kind
1: of a good point in that. It's like if we want to if we want to think about data that could be fudged uh, because of some special interest, therefore, we have to ask the question, what is the special interest that would benefit from faking climate change? Right. I mean, there could be one. I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. wondering um. what that could be
0: solar panel companies? Exactly. Maybe, Or,
1: I don't know. I mean... Do they really have that kind of capital lying around? Yeah. They're not as rich as, as Big Oil, of course. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it seems far-fetched. But, yeah, to, to say that
0: there could be some kind of conspiracy, it's kind of like... Would you believe that there could be like a global conspiracy amongst plumbers that they could like sabotage Everyone's toilets to flush in the opposite direction like the amount of coordination that that would require
1: It would be a good joke though. All the toilets all at once. I mean that would really show us game changer Yeah, (laughs) what
0: it would show us what is possible Um, but I mean, the, the, you know, when we say ninety-seven percent of scientists uh, agree that climate change is is happening, I don't know what percentage of them would agree that it's caused by humans. But those are those are scientists from different countries, from different schools, from different. Um, different religions institutions and, Ir- religions yeah. they're you know it's not like it's coming from one place they're funded by mm-hmm. different organizations yeah. that's
1: just different slivers of humanity all agreeing on what's happening around us yeah yeah
0: Cl- you know climate scientists in america agree with climate scientists in like saudi arabia you right. know it, it, i agree with climate scientists you know it, it's it's anywhere it's like uh, yeah
1: so I guess uh, we all right. We, we we got it. It's happening. We're doing it. We we can all agree on this. So we should talk for just a few minutes about what what can we do, right? How do we stop it? How do how we, do we how know we it's us it?
2: though? We don't know it's us.
1: Well, you know, we just talked about the amount of CO two that we're producing that can be measured and all of these things. But okay, let's let's just let's just assume that it is happening. Okay, just for just for the sake of argument, and uh, and. Well, you know what, What's what's the strategy if if we can't really agree on a political uh, a course of action? Is there something that science can do?
2: I got a question. Wait, I got another one. What sure. about the hole in the ozone? Whatever happened to that thing?
1: I think we got it back, right? It's, it's pretty much regenerated. Uh, yeah, it's on the road to recovery. Mm. So that's
0: a, that's a good example. That, yeah, that's a good example of like something that we can do something about. You know, mm-hmm.
1: you're asking us like, well, what can we do? Well, we we did it with that one. Um, yeah, yeah, how come that was so easy? We stopped with the CFCs. I guess the aerosol yeah. lobby is not as powerful as the oil yeah.
0: lobby. There was also like a, a fairly, relatively easy substitute. So like oh, okay. the, right. the hole in the ozone layer was caused by like chlorofluorocarbons. Mm-hmm which were found in like aerosols and like mm-hmm. some a lot of cars would meet them out there exhaust pipes We switch to another thing industries yeah we were able to just like switch to another thing so and it why was can't
2: we put like uh you know how we got exhaust on cars that pump, uh-huh. you know the co2s in the air why can't we put like an exhaust on earth that oh. pump co2s in the space mm-hmm. and get everybody <laughs> involved on this climate change
0: yeah i mean (laughs) so that's another there's like some people have talked about like um ways of like pulling co2 out of the atmosphere like creating these giant contraptions that um pull co2 out of the atmosphere and store it somehow Mm -hmm. i guess whether or not we send it into space is another thing right what do we do with it uh i think like a lot of those um technologies kind of like aim at like pulling co2s out of the atmosphere Mm -hmm and then like storing it in some kind of like just putting it into
1: long-term storage. or something a, or what like about cloud? Yeah. The cloud, <laughs> the literal cloud, <laughs> the cloud. Yeah.
2: That's what we are doing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. What about like genetically modified, uh, microbes that, that are, that, that eat up CO2, but we, you know, modify them to do so at a thousand times the normal capacity. And then they just kind of poop out the carbon down to the bottom of the ocean. Can we do that? And why aren't we doing that? Why don't we just start mm. doing that? You yeah, know? That I was
2: thinking, yeah, something that can change the, the genetic fabric of the CO2 and make it something else.
0: Yeah. Well, CO2 wouldn't have genetics. CO2 wouldn't have DNA, but... Um, Not DNA,
2: but it's it's made of, like, carbon, oxygen... Uh-huh. That's it. That's yeah. I mean? <laughs> That's and the then you CO2. can you add something to it to make it something else. Yeah. Oh, can. I see
0: what you mean. Um... Yeah, yeah, I mean per yeah, that's basically uh some chemistry. That's plants do that. You mm-hmm. know, they take CO2 and then they like break it apart and they add some other things to it and turn it into glucose and so now you've got food and, yeah, and, and, plants and have then and then they put it into, you know, their tissues and they make these sugars, so um we can eat the yeah, carbon. We can eat the Yeah, we we can eat the we
2: carbon. We can turn it into something to eat it.
1: Yeah, I mean, plants Problem
2: solved, you know? Now we, the food shortage is gone and I, we got, I,
1: yeah. I guess this is a legitimate question that I have because obviously, I, I, I mean, I do believe that climate change is happening and I believe that it's an important problem. Uh, however, I do kind of get a little bit skeptical when a lot of uh, people talk about how it's irreversible. That mm. I don't understand because we're, we're, dis- we're discussing right now strategies for the removal of CO2 from the atmosphere. So we're putting it in, that's true. Why can't we take it away? So, I mean, we got to get going because it's a problem. But I I, I have, I, I don't like this irreversibility claim.
0: I guess um, maybe those that make that claim might be suggesting that, you know, based on the technology that we have available to us right now, mm-hmm. we don't have a, a good way to readily do accessible. To, we don't have a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's irreversible and that could change in the future, but it's like, a huge gamble yeah. to say that like we're gonna wait for a technology to come around that can right. take carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere because I mean like if we want to avoid the worst effects of climate change you know we have to take a action ten years ago. Mm-hmm.
2: So, man, that sounds like. <sighs> Paying off my student loan. <laughs> yeah, you just get there. <laughs> like, you should have did that twenty years ago. I'm like, what?
1: And then when you're finally debt free, then the climate's no good anymore. No good.
2: <laughs> and then when we finally get the climate good, a meteor is gonna come. It's a lot to worry. It just never. It just yeah. never ends. We yeah,
1: we got nothing before. And then, like you said, uh, once we figure out the the climate, and then the asteroid. Now we've got these robots doing who knows what they're doing it's just it's, it's an unending list of problems <laughs> at humanity's doorstep i'm gonna go yeah. i'm gonna go cry in the fetal position for a little while i think <laughs> once we're done here yeah yeah
0: i guess it's you know one of those things where you know there's we're never gonna gonna not have
2: problems mm-hmm. but what 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 simple things that people can do today
1: Good question. Yeah. Stop
2: farting in public. like. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> well, that's hard to do. That's a bodily necessity. Uh, uh, I don't think I can make that promise.
0: Um, you know, there's there's a lot of actions that you can take in your everyday life, you know, like, you know, more fuel efficient vehicle or, you know, eat uh, more sustainably or you can, uh, you know, um, consume
1: less or. Uh,
2: what else? None of that sounds good. <laughs> that
1: sounds good. <laughs> I, I care, but not that much.
0: Yeah. I mean, for something, I believe for something to really be done uh, to tackle the issue, I, it's going to require, you know, like massive industrial reform, right? co- coordination, because massive the, industrial The
1: reform. question is, we always do talk about, you know, more uh, efficient vehicles, you know, with less emissions and then, you know, our eating habits and things like this. Are there any statistics available that tell us how effective those measures are? What, what, portion uh, Mm -hmm. of of climate change uh is represented by these activities
0: yeah you can look at um you know online there's a lot of like easy to use like um ecological footprint calculators where you can put things like that in there and it'll tell you you know like how much co2 is um comes from you know different daily activities that you might be undergoing um you know, there's a lot of parts of like our daily lives, though, that as an individual, you can't necessarily change. So um, you know, you can, you can support industries that are, you know, uh, doing practices that you agree with and that you'd like to see more of. Um, you know, you can invest in companies that are using green technology or like, or green technology companies themselves. Um, but you know, how do you, as an individual, like there's, there's carbon emissions associated with like building roads, but are you going to like not use a road
1: or, or, or stop building roads or so forth?
0: So yeah, for, for something to, to really change it, it's going to require like a a large coordinated effort, which I, you know, is part of, to me, what's so disappointing about the recent news that we've heard about, like, uh, the U S being pulled out of the paris climate accord um you know that was something that showed some promise to to kind of like be that uh, that coordinated effort and uh hopefully it doesn't completely unravel i know it's not like totally over yet it kind of mm-hmm. we, we, there's a delay period before we can actually pull out
1: right and i think the delay period is longer than his presidency is yeah
0: the, yeah so if he doesn't get reelected, i guess then, then, we'll, then we'll probably we be able to reverse that yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough question. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we can do in our every, or in our everyday lives. But you know, probably the most important thing we can do is you know try to influence public discourse. You know, influence politicians. You know, let like you know let it be known that this is something that like as a population we care about and we want to see change, and then mm-hmm. we can affect change through you know our democracy yes our
1: collective voice
0: yeah yeah and i'm not even just you know saying that like we need to vote out one group and like vote in another group you know ho- hopefully I- in my mind you know this should be an is- issue which there are not you know like two sides about yeah that there you know i think you know i think both sides of the aisle really need to like th- we all need to make changes on on how we
2: we see this issue is the recycling help, helping?
0: Recycling helps, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it re- requires less fuel to recycle usually than it requires to pull, um, uh, you know, new materials out of the earth. But th- it depends too. Like, um, you know, recycling an aluminum can, that'll reduce greenhouse gases a lot because it's a l- it doesn't take that much energy to recycle an aluminum can into a new aluminum can. But like recycling glass, that's something that's you know like more complex because it's actually a really energy-intensive process to break down glass and like form it into more glass products. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something where it depends. You know if you're taking if you're like returning glass bottles to like a return at depot where you know you take your beer bottles back and they sent them they send them back to the brewery where they were made. And then, you know, they, they clean the bottles, they don't like break them down and like make new bottles. Then that's like a really energy efficient process. Yeah. But if you're just putting them in your blue bin, that's not such an energy efficient process. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. Well, that was interesting.
1: I guess that's that's all we can do. <laughs> We've heard it here. We got we to do the little bits we can and then just talk about it. <laughs> Tell everyone you know.
2: That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I would say, you know, like... Make sure you fold your toilet paper as many times as you can.
1: That's right. That's probably <laughs> the most important message. Well, That's something you could do every day. today. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, you know, I think making changes in your everyday life, you know, will influence the way that you think about issues. So it's, and it's you know, it is something important. Anything that, like, an individual can do is important. And, you know, maybe those are things that, like, stimulate public discourse or, like, can be, uh, can have influence in some way. hmm but
2: well, think, what about diapers? Uh, they, should I go back to cloth? I know you're trying to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, This is not a problem question for you. Well, you know, if there's any <laughs>
1: mommies to be out there, I think we could, we could hit this one real fast.
2: Yeah. Go do, Should we go back to cloth? or keep using. I, yeah, I mean, they're i are not guess... recycling diapers yet. Are they? No,
0: no, they're not recycling those. Um, Gross. <laughs> I guess it would be, yeah, it would be better to use a reusable diaper. I don't see it. Pretty any way that it wouldn't be any yeah.
1: form of reuse has at least some measurable benefit i think, yeah. I think probably yeah. yeah but
0: also the, the you know the positives of like recycling go beyond just like um, effects on climate change you know there are other environmental issues mm-hmm. which would be like at stake there right. like
1: there's other forms of pollution that are yeah relevant. yeah you know, we've got a like
0: big... you know putting plastics into the ocean yeah. that's not causing climate change but it's still causing problems yeah. so
1: if we di- screw things up in a lot of different ways not yeah just, <laughs> not just the hot right
0: hotness. yeah yeah yeah
1: well we had a nice positive note before where it was all about <laughs> everybody can make a little difference and now everyone's picturing the floating no you gotta scare these people man you <laughs> yeah. gotta scare people into action go to the be. ocean and clean up the plastic find the island if you, you see a
2: dolphin it. with a plastic necklace on or a seal take the necklace off yeah. <laughs> Tell well, them that it's beautiful as it is. Yeah. Ask
1: first though, because you don't know if that you know that is an integral part of their their image or their you know the way they <laughs> <laughs> they perceive beauty. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, probably you want to clean up the trash uh, that's stuck yeah. to any animals. Yeah. yeah. And that that is a great note. To end on <laughs> <laughs> is there any uh, any? I know this was an unconventional debate, but was there any clear winner, Byron?
2: Uh, I think definitely that he won with Mm -hmm. the environment uh, being at danger. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that is the winner. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, you know what to do. Uh, Get started. Find out anything you can uh, on the environment. Turn off that Internet porn, you know.
1: (laughs) Cut it in half. Cut the use in half, at least, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's not too much. You don't need to know the whole
2: scene. And um, (laughs) Let's do something. You know, like you said, we're in this together. You know, if the, if a guy who was against uh, climate change can come over and be with climate change, then so can you. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: I'm still on the fence. <laughs> <'Cause it's> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> all
1: right. Thanks for listening,
0: guys. Thank you all. Y'all. Right. Thank you.